This is Hammond. And Jessica. And you're listening to the Friendly Atheist Podcast. Please go to patreon.com slash friendlyatheistpodcast to support the show. Five bucks a month, you will get ad-free episodes and exclusive bonus episodes. And also, we appreciate it, so that helps us out. Yeah. We have a couple of uh, cool announcements. What yeah. are they? Um, so first of all, uh, my interview with uh, Dr. Nikki Hemmer is up. She is a, a historian who focuses on the conservative movement of the kind of latter part of the 20th century and presidential history, and we talked for about an hour and a half about a bunch of dorky history shit, and it was so fun, and I love her, and I think we're best friends. I'm not sure if she knows that yet. Um, also, our 500th episode is coming up, yeah, which is. is wild. That's absolutely insane to me there were at least three good ones yeah i mean in the statistically bunch. speaking law of large numbers one of them had to be yes. palatable um so we're gonna celebrate and do a meetup in our area uh, in the past we've gone into the city of chicago sorry i said that weird um but him and i are old and lazy and we want you to come to us so we're going to have some kind of get together in sort of the naperville aurora western suburbs area Location TBD. On October 21st. 2023. So. Save the date. Save the date. details to come. If anybody uh, lives around us and has a good suggestion of a place we can go, there's a couple breweries around here. There's two brothers. A um, ton of restaurants in downtown Neighborville. But um, if anyone has a particular pla- uh, place to uh, book or whatever, let us know. If not. Good times. Yeah, I'm really excited. Yeah. It's weird. I'll leave the house. So strange. Are you going to bring your family? No, no one knows I do this show. I thought my parents will come. My parents come (laughs) to shit like this sometimes. (laughs) Uh, Let's start this week with this wild story that I have not seen reported anywhere else. But when I started finding out some of the details about it, Man, I went down the craziest rabbit hole over okay. the weekend. So uh, are not we not going to talk about ago. the debate that I didn't watch last night? Uh, the debate is was there anything worth talking horrible, about? Horrible, and I'm embarrassed that that's the best the Republicans can do. Is it? And I, Trump ditched it, and he came out ahead. Did he? Yes. I, I truly it forgot it was happening until I saw something on our Facebook page, and I was like, "Um, should I watch this?" And everyone's like, "No, didn't no." Have a watch party scheduled? I know. Can you Come believe on. it? Ugh, what a dork I I've am! I've been waiting for weeks for it. Oh, it was, I know. Yeah, it I've was had to expectedly <laughs> horrible. He's had an advent calendar <laughs> counting down counting the days. Down. <laughs> it's my Super Bowl. Okay. <laughs> That and the spelling. Sorry, I'm sorry, interrupted. Okay, so we're going to talk about this rabbit hole thing I went down a couple days ago. Yeah, yeah, please do. So here's the backstory. Uh, Bledsoe, Kentucky. Does that name ring a bell? Bledsoe? Bledsoe, Kentucky. It's a rural part of Kentucky. They have a lot of artists. As as opposed to the many, many urban centers of Kentucky. Um, There's a group called... Spell it for me? No. Bledsoe? Yep. So there's a group called Waymakers Collective. It's a nonprofit group. They give out grant money and have learning opportunities for artists in the area. And it seems like a really neat organization. They say they've given out over a million dollars to date. Mm. And this past weekend, they were going to have an a gathering. They did oh, it yeah. once last year. They were going to do it again this time around. This is deep in Appalachia. Okay. Appalachia. So, yeah. Shit, so they said, um, you know, we are, we're a group that supports these artists in Appalachia. Mm-hmm. And hey, if you can come on down to this retreat, uh, we're going to just like-minded people gathering in one spot. 
you know, when you're around other artists, maybe you can get more creative juices flowing, all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. So that was the plan for the weekend. Where were they going to do this event? It was going to take place at uh, apparently like a a place that's been around for like 100 plus years, the Pine Mountain Settlement School, Mm -hmm. which isn't actually a school, but it's like an 800 acre uh, campus Shit. has dozens of buildings. They it's been around forever, been used for different things depending on the owners. Oh, and now I see. anyone can rent out the space for whatever they use according to the school's like it's housing or like corporate stuff. Both. Oh. Their website said we have hosted everything from church retreats to theater conferences to recording sessions. Like they do a little bit of oh, everything. I see. So it's like a conference conference center sort yeah. of. It's a McCormick place of Appalachia. Sure. Appalachia. Damn it. Failed. So the Waymakers Collective group said we have a lot of members who have gone there for different events. And they all said it was awesome. Really enjoyed my time there. It's a beautiful part of the country. Yeah. If you're hosting a thing, that's a good place to host it. So Mm -hmm. they did all the paperwork they needed to do. And so they had this place booked. Okay. So the schedule for the weekend for all these artists involved whatever, performances, meals, lectures. There was also free time. So you can all gather with whoever you want to gather and do whatever it is artists do. I don't actually know what artists do. Are you okay? Yes. So they also made it clear that uh, I'm going to read from their letter. They said, we also on campus, this big campus, have a healing space. And here's what that is. Um, I'm quoting from Waymakers. The healing space was something we instituted last year when our gathering occurred right after the flood in eastern Kentucky. Mm. And we knew many of our participants traveling from eastern Kentucky were coming off weeks of relief work and they were impacted by the flood themselves. So basically, this is a, a little cute chapel to help facilitate restorativeness, rest, and reflection. So if you go into the chapel, there's places where you could take a nap, sit in quiet meditation, do prayers if that's your thing within your own tradition. But like, if you look at a picture of this place, they have uh, blankets on the Can ground. You could see a picture. Yeah. They have blankets on the ground, throw pillows, candles. It's cute. Oh, that looks- yeah, it's very relaxing of a, a little, uh, I don't know if those are real candles or just light up candles, but yeah. it's very relaxing. Cool. So they have that space too. And a like, large part of the if weekend. They had an ayahuasca ceremony there, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> right? So they said, if you can go in there, there's scheduled times when it's open mm-hmm. and you can go in there if you want to, or if you don't, whatever, no one cares. I, I'm so confused about where this is going. Sure. Oh, curious, oh, you have no idea where I this really is going. I really don't, but your tone makes me feel like it's going to make me uncomfortable. Oh yeah. Oh no. So, <laughs> you, so you didn't comment on this while you came around to look at this picture, Oh. but one of the other things that is in the, uh, uh, this healing space uh-huh. is just a painting of an ohm symbol. Yeah. I did and see the ohm. What is an ohm symbol when it comes to like a healing space? I honestly actually don't know now that sure. I say that. It's just it's like a Hindu symbol uh-huh. that it's it's like peace. It's right? peace, it's meditation, it's something you can say while you're meditating, mm-hmm. doing yoga. But in this context, it's not religious because they don't give a shit what your religion is. It's just a peaceful yeah. symbol. Again, if it helps Ohm you, cool. Ohm is a very common thing that people, like a lot of Ohm tattoos, try yeah. people to sort of like chill themselves out. Yeah. So whatever. If it does something for you, fine. If it doesn't, just like the candles, just like the throw pillows, it's like, ignore it. It's not for you then. Oh, God. So that's how I took it. Is there a chance that somebody might not have ignored it? Oh, just you wait. Oh. Just you oh, wait. Oh, boy. 
So, like I said, it wasn't religious in nature, and this wasn't a religious retreat. I should also say the school where they're at, that campus, yeah. is not a religious place. It There's a chapel there because when they built it like 100 years ago, you couldn't build an outhouse without a chapel attached to it. So they have a chapel what at this place. What did you just say? Those are very popular chapels. So... The chap, like, this is not a religious place. They did not rent a church yeah. and had access to the space. I feel like you're over-explaining this. I'm not even. Okay. Um, like, they just had the access to the space. They used the chapel for their little healing space. Fine. Yeah. So here's what happened. Members of this community, the artists, start coming in. They're so excited about this retreat. They start sharing pictures and videos of the gathering, and everyone's super happy and excited the pictures get out to the community because that's what happens when you post things on social media, right? Mm -hmm. And then here's, I'm going to quote a guy named Tate Napier who is in the community, not the artist community. He's in Kentucky. And he- Tate Napier is the captain of the canoeing team for the mean kids camp across the lake. I wouldn't be surprised. But basically what he said, this is from his post that he made on Facebook Mm. with the picture- of the healing the space there, saw? the one you just saw. Uh, he's, I'm quoting a part of his Facebook post, all caps, by the way. Oh, boy. This will not happen on my watch. I don't care what the world says about it. I only care what God says. Wait, if you don't like guy? it, sue me. He's a rando who's not part of the artist, and he has no affiliation with the school that they rented he from. He saw an ohm somewhere and got big mad about it? Yes. Not Boy, only these guys are sensitive, eh? Not only did he get mad, he decided to bring a group of his friends over to the chapel. Yes. No, Hemant, you're lying to me. He and eight or nine of his buddies went to the chapel. Mind you, this is rented out space by this artist's community. Oh my god. And oh they do not god. own the school. These are just like community. And did uh, police? This is probably neither unofficial. here nor there. But that ohm symbol—did yeah. that come with the property, or was that a no? The artist BYO? brought it just like they brought the candles okay. and the pillows. Here's what Tate Napier told a reporter Tate who was Beer. writing about this later: The people in the chapel said they were doing nothing wrong, and I asked if they were in there to worship Jesus. And a few started raising their voices at me, so I told them to just get their stuff. That we weren't there to argue. I even helped them gather their things and pack them to their cars. Oh my God, this man fully assaulted them. (laughs) After all that happened, the state police and sheriff deputies showed up and they agreed. They being the artists, I think. They agreed to stay out of the chapel. But then ultimately they decided to leave because they said they felt unsafe. Tate adds... If they want to do that stuff, they can do it in their own homes or buildings or wherever else. But it is not happening in Jesus's house as long as I'm around to defend it. Unquote. People have completely lost the plot. This guy, how far did he have to drive to get here? He's local, I think. It wouldn't have been a long drive for this guy or his posse. Wait, I need to take like four steps back. Yes. Okay, okay, okay. So I'm trying to think. Mind you, this artist program began Friday night. Mm -hmm. It is now Saturday afternoon when all this, when the mob shows up to the chapel because they saw the own painting. Okay, have you ever been to like a retreat like this, Hammond? No. Okay, so I used to go to these a lot in high school. I was part of Snowball, not to brag. It was the anti-drug and anti-drinking um, 
well, that group failed. and that stuck, obviously. <laughs> that's a, but, but we would go, um, Hensville South, Hensville Central would combine and we would go to these like YMCA camps usually, okay. right? So it's a huge piece of property and there's a few outbuildings, right? Yeah. There's the like the main gathering center um, and there's cabins all over the place and you do have a very strong sense of isolation and not isolation in a dangerous way, but like you know, community. I'm and one with nature. Yeah. Or just like, it's very culty, right? Like sure. it's very like, in oh, we're way. all in this together. Yeah. And genuinely, like I am think I'm like placing myself in like the hall we would sit at, at the end of the night and do the thing where you like make thunder and rain in oh, the dark. You know, okay. remember that thing? Sure. Like shit sure. like that. So imagining that sort of vibe of just people like just, peacefully enjoying just their to time, fucking chill, yeah. and especially artists like you know, I if imagine you're a creator. The reason, I imagine the reason a lot of artists wanted to go to a thing like this is to get away from shit. Because that's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. Like, if you are a creator right now, a lot of us are on the struggle bus because shit's pretty fucking wild right now, and it's really hard to like quiet your mind. So I'm just, and I, all of this is to say, like, can you imagine the self-care of, you know what, I'm going to get this, go to this retreat, I'm going to, like, recenter myself, I'm going to stare at an ohm and feel good about it, and sit in some blankets and whatever, maybe do some ayahuasca. Imagine having that intentional community set up. And then fucking the good old boys roll in and just burst into your space, like your hotel room, right? Yeah. Like imagine how many conferences have you been to? Imagine somebody just bursting into your room. They're it not is, invited. They didn't have access to it. I genuinely find this deeply horrifying. Last weekend, I had my in-laws over and we needed to make dinner in a crunch. Instead of ordering out, we did something even easier thanks to ButcherBox. We were able to grab just what we needed and exactly how much we needed from the freezer. After that, everything else was a breeze. You too can skip the grocery store knowing you have the food you trust and the food you chose in your freezer. I know that might sound strange coming from me since I'm vegetarian, but they have a high-quality veggie burger that I absolutely love. They have options for pescatarians, too. And if you eat everything, that's also okay. The food from ButcherBox is high-quality, grass-fed, and free-range. Have peace of mind knowing there are no antibiotics or added hormones. Sign up at ButcherBox.com friendly and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free-for-a-year offer plus an additional $20 off. Choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com friendly and use code friendly to choose your free for a year offer. Plus, get $20 off your first order. It's horrifying. One of the this artists who was there scary. who posted video about what happened. Um, by the way, I, I, I don't know if I pointed this out. A lot of the members of the Waymakers uh, community here, they are LGBTQ. They are people of color. The idea of this good old boys mob showing Ooh, up. Oh, I did not account yeah. for that because I'm a white person. <laughs> like when terrible. they, when these guys show up, Fuck, your instinctive reaction is, I don't want this to get violent because this won't end well. In fact, one of the uh, people who posted about this online uh she said the invaders alleged 
the mob, mm. alleged that the artists were desecrating their space and demanded that we leave. And what she said is, all of us wanted to avoid escalating of the course. situation. Understandable, since a lot of them come from marginalized communities. Yeah, otherwise, you get fucking Waco. <laughs> yeah. So they were like, you know what? We'll just pack up our shit and leave because this is not going to end well. So that's why they left. Um, now... After this conflict begins, there is no violence at this point, but the guys have barged in. Hmm? Were they armed? Do we know? As far as I can tell, no. Um, A staffer from the school. I bet they were armed. I've been to that part of the country. Do not know. I got out of a car at a Starbucks, and my dude next to me was carrying two guns into the (laughs) Starbucks. Gotta do it. Yeah, right? Our dude Tate says we didn't want to escalate. Like he We didn't want to escalate? He did not say they brought in things, and he said... Uh, somewhere that he didn't want this to get violent. Why I don't does he know. Think anyway, he has we'll get back to him. To this. I should say, a staffer from the center showed up trying to play mediator at this point uh, because I don't know how to get these people out of here. So they're just trying to like Fuck. calm the situation down. I will say the waymaker said we appreciated what that staffer was doing. Sure, you got to deescalate. But now you have the school staffer like calling the police to hey can you get over here you have artists calling the police saying we feel we're in danger please show up so now the police get there according to waymakers this is we were also then told that the executive director and board of the school that they rented the space from had ordered our group to not return to the chapel during our stay no. Yeah. This is the message they got from the people in charge of the space that they rented said, okay, we need you guys to just not go to the chapel, which doesn't make any sense. Like, why are you punishing the people who rented your space by excluding them from a space they had access to? Here's what they, the Waymakers said in a statement. That could not be handled worse. Um, what Wait, was, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Waymakers are the group? The artists. The artists. The, okay. the nonprofit group running the program. Okay. Is there a name of the property? Uh, yeah, it's Pine something, okay. uh, Pine Mountain Settlement School, PMSS. Okay. I don't make all the right. acronyms. Um, so <laughs> here's what Waymaker said after all this. What was ultimately at issue was the safety of our collective. We're a family-friendly community. We had parents at the event who had mm. brought their children. PMSS is a place that has long welcomed children onto its campus. So we asked their board and leadership Why were children, families, and our guests put at risk in this way? Why were outside people who are not part of our gathering allowed to be present on the campus and interrupt our private paid-for event? Why were there no safety procedures in place that the staff could follow to keep the people who rent PMSS safe? These were some of the many reasons we made the call to end our event a day early Mm. and leave the property for the safety of everyone in our everyone in attendance. Many of our participants are deeply traumatized by this experience, especially those of us with personal lived experiences of racial and gender biased violence. Mm -hmm. Now, a reporter who has, who wrote anything about this at all and is a community reporter, knows like the police, knows some of the people involved here. uh, That reporter said, it's unclear if the chapel was a part of their retreat facility lease agreement or not. Like, she's suggesting that maybe the chapel wasn't part of what they rented, and so maybe they didn't have access to it. But the Waymakers certainly believed they had access to it when they rented the space. In fact, 
in a statement they put out, they even said before we rented the space and we talked about what we could do with the property. Mm-hmm. One of the, I'm paraphrasing here, but they basically said, so what are we allowed to move around sure. and not move around? And they were told that in the chapel, mm-hmm. don't move the pews that are in there because we just like refloored everything. So like, don't move that. And they're like, yeah, that's fine. We won't touch those. But everything else, they had access. So, like, the chapel was a part of their discussions. So everyone seemed to think the I chapel mean, was involved, included. I mean, truly trying to say, um, you weren't supposed to use the chapel in the first place. And that's why a rando came yeah. in with a little militia to kick you. Like, even if they were not supposed to be in there... Like, how is that the thing they're focusing on? Instead of, like... Hey, maybe militias are not something we should welcome into our place of business. Uh huh. Oh, so here's okay, here's you? an aspect of this I have Wait, not told okay, you about. So they're so oh, I'm about to drop the. So mic. these people got invaded by yes. outside people who had nothing to do with the property, Correct. or they they had no ownership or obligation to any of it. That is right. They show up, try to kick people out of a place that is not theirs. Yes. The police are called. Yes. Everybody decides there's, there's we're a picture of two sheriff's deputies or something standing outside the chapel just to prevent anyone from getting inside. Like this, we need to protect this building right here, which is a weird so they de- thing to do. De-escalate it and the the situation as it as, as it did de-escalate. Such, it stopped. It there, ended, but also but the then, artists were like, "Well, one, we need to get out of here for our safety, and two... Why are you telling us we can't use the chapel even if we do stay here? Why is the property owners telling us we can't use this space if we stay here? Because yeah, this is this part of our is thing. Seven Messed ways up. of fucked. Wait, wait! I haven't dropped the mic yet. I don't. Our friend uh, Tate. Our friend Tate oh, here. Tate. Uh, so I found this online too. This is from uh, 2017. This is an article about Tate. Are you ready for There's this? There's an article about article Tate? Article about Tate. Okay, let's hear uh, it. When he was 21, uh, seven years ago. He was arrested on Thursday by Kentucky State Police Trooper. According to the citation, police received a call on Wednesday stating that Tate, 21, had physical contact with a 15-year-old female in her room. Police were advised by the female's mother that Tate ran out of the door when she caught them. Uh, This dude, Tate, made contact with the police and stated he wished to talk to the police about the incident, yada, yada, yada. He was charged with first-degree sexual abuse. He's a child sex predator who now wants to defend the house of Jesus. I just don't. I can't. I don't understand what is wrong with these people. Oh, did you say you wanted more? I have no, more. No, 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 no. It turns out in Kentucky, do you know what a judge executive is? Of course I don't. What are you it's talking like about? It's like the mayor of the town. They're called, you, you get elected, but their title is county judge executive. Well, the person who runs the county, his name is Dan Mosley, he posted this on Facebook shortly after the incident I'm occurred. Really I have a lot on my mind this evening, but Ooh. I'm going to be brief. I'm proud of the people of Bledsoe and Big Laurel, the two cities. Your perspective is my perspective today and in the days ahead. It's always better to ask questions than throw stones, and civil discourse is always the best pathway to resolution than a Bible verse. He was referring to the mob that went to the chapel to say, what are y'all doing here in our space and the Lord's space? Uh, He even said later, Uh, to a Facebook comment, I'm appalled 
Frankly, it made me sick at my stomach. He is referring to the artist putting an own painting in the chapel. He said, this is the same chapel his wife and I got married at, and we have attended many weddings and nativity plays there. These people are so pathetic. Uh-huh. Like, it's so disgusting to me. Like, what if I just, like, went and barged into my elementary school and was like, no, I hate what you're doing here. Get Like, you don't have, just because you have an emotional connection to a place doesn't mean you get to dictate its use for all of time. Much less dictate that. Especially when you that, don't own it. And the chapel, they're saying, this is a place for Jesus. It's not a church right now. It's just the building called a chapel. It can be used for whatever it wants to be used for. They did not desecrate the place. They didn't take down anything that was there. They just put up their own stuff, and then they were going to take it down when they left. That's how rentals work. This feels so much like the pride flag on the camera of whatever shitty conservative <laughs> the movie chosen. it was. Yeah. It really is so, it's so telling. Don't you think that... That they are triggered, and I use that word intentionally, they're truly triggered by things like this in such a dramatic... Like This I, is what they do in small towns, apparently. I really can't think of... I, I just... I just I just don't understand. I just do not understand how somebody can look at that picture and be like, this is really bad. But meanwhile, be a 21-year-old interested in a 15-year-old. Like, mm-hmm. I really... I know people say, like, every accusation is a confession or whatever they say, but it's just kind of hard to ignore the pattern of... My favorite. So I'm going through Tate's Facebook page because just wild. Oh, like I said, crazy rabbit hole. You should be spending time with. They are lower priority than Tate right now. So I'm going on Tate's Facebook page. And so first there's that post of, like, let me go back to that post he initially did to get the mob riled up. We went in as a community of believers of Jesus Christ, says the child sex predator, and had these people removed from his, capital H, chapel. Nobody was mean. No fights broke out. We even helped them carry the stuff out. And I tried speaking to them about Jesus, but they wanted no part in that. Dot, dot, dot. The entitlement is oh my so God. disgusting. Uh, he said, just so all the community knows, since the group already paid to stay there this weekend, they will get to stay in their cabins and use other property places. But there will be two deputies there for the rest of the night guarding the chapel and making sure nobody is able to access it. Suggesting that the deputies were working on his behalf, I will say the deputies were like, dude, we're just here to keep the peace. We're not defending it from anybody, whatever. Um... But that's what he posted. Later on, there's another post more recent after that one that's like, oh, I knew people would bring up that charge from several (laughs) years ago. (laughs) I knew someone was going to mention that I murdered somebody. Uh It always comes up. Everyone brings up the 15-year-old girls there even at all, Mm -hmm. I don't think. He's married and has a child now, by the way. Of course he does. I just, okay, 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 okay. I'll just finish up here. You yeah. can chime in after that. As mm-hmm. Here's where we're at as we're recording this. When did all this go down? This went down over the weekend. This past and weekend. Waymakers put out a statement about all the stuff that went down on Monday. Mm. And basically, as of this moment, there's only one article that came out from the reporter who tried How to get in touch with everybody. Story? Waymakers is still trying to figure out their next steps. Um, I haven't been able to get any other statement from them about, like, what are you going to do? Are you going to retaliate? Like, not retaliate. Are you going to, like, file, I don't know, file a lawsuit? Are you going to complain? I mean, what are you going to do next? They have not stated Mm -hmm. that publicly. 
Um, I mean, I think their main concern is we want to make sure our artists feel safe right now and are back in a good spot as much as we can help that. Um, but they haven't said anything. The sheriff's department hasn't said they're going to pursue any charges. I don't know if anyone's going after Tate in terms of you just invaded a space that you didn't have access I mean, I would to, and that, that should be a crime, I would property think. Property owners would be the only ones who could level charges. And the school has not said, we're going to do anything about yeah. this either. So we're kind of all waiting on what are all these groups going to do next. The, but if the county leaders and the school property owners... Mm aren't going to take this seriously enough, and the invaders face no consequences for barging uninvited onto private property, I don't know how you resolve any of this stuff so it doesn't happen again in the future. They don't care So I to don't resolve it so it doesn't happen in the future because they don't care about people who aren't white Christians. I just... Um, boy, gang. Shit's fucking grim out there, eh? Disturbing stuff. This is really... Um, Can you see why I went down the rabbit hole? Because no, when you start do. going down this, it's like, wait, who did this? Wait, he did what seven years ago? Wait, how is no one more pissed off about this? Because they are. The artists are. They're upset that this happened because it cut short their vacation. Not vacation, their retreat. It was a chance to be productive. Yeah. Um, I would be pissed off too. And even if that didn't happen, but it just got cut short. like Because... To go to a three-day retreat like this, yeah, you have to get your shit in order in you advance. You really in order do, to go, especially, especially if you your have families. Kids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, so I, I, it's, it's, I, I just don't know what to say because things like this happen, and I feel like I see this over and over and over again that people, uh, people who are conservative tend to want to fight made-up battles. And this is the definition of a made-up battle. These are the same people, by the way, type of people, who go after when they're doing yoga in elementary schools to teach yoga. And it's like, it's we're teaching kids how to stretch and be calm and and just try to... Mindful, And they're like, I'm sorry, did you say yoga? Those are letters that should not be in that order in English. And did you say the word om while you are meditating or something? That seems demonic or Hindu, and that's the same thing in their heads. And so they flip out over yoga in elementary school. That's what this dude was doing. I guess I just... So that's what the Republican debate was like. (laughs) Fair. I I guess... I, I just find it really frustrating to watch these people who have such a a hero complex, right? They think that they're there to save the day because that's what they've been told their whole life. And so I just saw a thing on, on Facebook that some dude who lives next to a golf course on his uh, fence had, like, a Marine Corps seal and said, like, the owner of this house will defend his right to do whatever. Do not step one foot. It is not worth your golf ball. You have uh-huh. been, like... I will murder you if you just try to do something minor. Exactly. And and I feel like I keep seeing things like that of they are... I, I, you hear these people talking about, oh, if he broke into my house, I would have done this. Oh, he should have tried that to my family. I would have done that. And they are so gung-ho about these hypothetical hero scenarios that we end up with people in a mob kicking a bunch of fucking hippies out of their little commune because they put an ohm in what used to be a church. When 
this guy is the bad guy. They are. They talk about child sex predators and whatever molestation. Turns out the child sex he, predator is him. the bad guy in this story. We know Who that. Like we know, like the Catholic Church. We know that people like how come nobody storming into a catholic church and being like hey i know somebody got molested in here i'm gonna fucking kick all of y'all out because this is my like i just don't it's so much easier to tilt after windmills right tilt at windmills right it's much easier to support the pre-born quote-unquote right until they're born and then they have wants and needs and responsibilities. Just like it's hard to say to the Catholic Church, hey, you're protecting people, you're protecting people who are hurting children and it needs to stop. That's hard. That takes courage and bravery and 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 the strength of your convictions. What's easy is whipping you and your friends up into a frenzy and then like going on a joyride and pretending that you're cops. Like it's so pathetic that they think that masculinity and Christianity always means like physically defending and protecting things when we don't need that for the most part you are what we we need protection from maybe like take a step back and think of what is actually something Christ would do because I guarantee you Christ was not Mad Max Fury roading into a fucking Appalachian Commune. It's just so pathetic. And this and is why I only have like three stories we're talking about it's today. It's just so like he is a literal child molester, mm-hmm. and he thinks he's the hero. And he is like, I bet you he's one of those QAnon lunatics. He's like, oh, there's a child sex trafficking <laughs> ring. Like, my dude, you are it. You are the sex trafficking ring. You are trying to fuck children. So don't pretend that an ohm in a church is the worst thing that's ever happened in that church. Because I get it was wild to, you. to watch comments on his Facebook posts because they're all like, "You're thank you for defending everything. We love you. You're a good man." It's like, oh, I see none so of you pathetic. care about that child so from years ago. Anyway, let's move on oh, to sorry. Spokane. Um, this week. Okay. There was Washington. a, yes, there was a prayer event. We've talked about Sean Foyt, the Christian nationalist and COVID spreader, who's going like capital, state capital, the state capital to do the his... tent guy? Which guy? Tent? Did he have like tent revivals all around the country during uh, COVID? Something like that, yeah. Okay. And he was like, what, COVID? Who cares? No masks. Everyone gather in tiny spaces. Was he a, you're not allowed to wear a mask guy? In in my space, you're not allowed Got to. It. Okay. And no one wanted to, because if you're seeing this guy, you do not know how science works. Nope. So anyway, he was in Spokane, Washington, doing a worship event. And the thing is, here's why this made news this week, because otherwise I wouldn't care. This event was attended by the mayor of Spokane, Nadine Woodward, and a city council candidate who's currently, like, trying to become a city council member, and another candidate who ran and lost a while back. These three women appeared on stage with Sean Foyt and another former state lawmaker named Matt Shea. We'll get back to him in a second. And basically, there's video of this on stage. And you see, I'm just going to focus on the mayor here. You see the mayor on stage okay. with these two guys putting their arms on her shoulders like, we have an enemy we need to fight. His name is Satan, Woo! said Matt Shea. Then Foyt's like, I've had the privilege to pray over many mayors and many governors and even the president. Okay. But not every city in the world 
has a prophetic history like Spokane. Ooh. Which, all right, buddy. Them, them Spokane prophets. Mm-hmm. We're always talking about the, pro- the prophets of Spokane. So why did this make news? It's not because the mayor decided to go to a prayer event because any elected official can go to church if they want to. It's that this mayor mm-hmm. in Washington state not only appeared with Sean Foyt, who is basically a Christian nationalist of the worst kind and did his best to harm people during the pandemic, which should be bad enough. Yeah. It's that Matt Shea, the former lawmaker who is there, everyone in Washington who pays attention to politics knows who Matt Shea is, which means this mayor absolutely knows who Matt Shea is, and she appeared on stage with him anyway. Who is Matt Shea, you wonder? Let Uh, me answer that for you. Tell me. In 2018, Matt Shea had been in office for about 10 years. He was thinking about running for re-election or something. Mm -hmm. And the newspaper publishes a four-page document that this guy has written. Mm -hmm. It discusses the biblical basis for war. One of those sections, called the rules for war, includes one that says uh, there should be a penalty for men who are accused, who are guilty, found guilty, of breaking biblical law. Oh, boy. I'm going to quote. Oh, boy. If they do not yield, kill all males. I've never thought I would agree with somebody. <laughs> but honestly, if this is his uh-huh. tack he's taking, yeah, I'm, I, I, I'd subscribe to his pretty, newsletter. Pretty bad. Kill all males. Uh, he said the <laughs> line was taken out of context. Don't know what that context would be. Mm. But after that document was exposed, he lost his role as chair of the state's Republican he caucus. wrote that down. Come on, on, paper, gang. in pen, yeah. In 2019, this is after that, he was exposed for being part of a chat room in which he and his buddies discussed violently attacking their political enemies. Oh, and wait, he was also found to be part of a group that planned and participated in acts of domestic terrorism. That's not my phrasing, it was domestic terrorism. He's a domestic terrorist. What did he do? Um, they were trying to take over. I forgot the specifics. I'm going to read the headline oh, for wait, you. Washington this... Representative Matt Shea engaged in domestic terrorism against U.S., says State House Report. He planned and participated during an armed takeover at a national wildlife refuge. Oh, yeah. That's what this I guy did. I remember that did. happening. So Matt, Matt Shea, you said his name was? Matt, S-H-E-A. Yeah. So anyway, that's this guy. Um, also, he proposed the creation of a 51st state uh, between like the eastern part of Washington and the western part of Idaho. And it would be just for Christians. Oh, yeah. That's oh, also part uh, of listen, his Listen, Idaho is beautiful. It couldn't give up eastern Washington. Mm. I don't think anybody will miss it. And he was fined $4,700 for one's dumping oil. At the state capitol. Why? Because the satanic temple was protesting outside and he needed to save the capitol. Can we talk about the filter on his picture? Yeah, his official political picture is... Is uh, photoshopped within an inch of mm -hmm. his life. He's also a fan of white nationalists. Not Christian nationalists, mind you. Oh, sure. White nationalists. So, how bad is it in Washington? They, Republicans, Uh pushed this guy to resign. He did not... But in mid-2020, he just didn't file the paperwork to run for re-election. I think he knew, like, oh, I'm going to lose if I run oh, right shit. now. Oh, shit. So that's his end of politics in 2020. Yeah, Bundy. Sorry, I was, well, I was Bundy, looking at that, yeah. that Bundy ranch. He's part of that group. I figured He's that's who him. that was. So that's Matt Shea. Gotcha. He's not a good dude. He's a domestic oh, terrorist. Say. 
And now he's like a pastor. Of course he's a pastor. I think he's AI generated. So, I don't believe so he exists. The mayor of Spokane, the current mayor, yeah. goes to an event, uh-huh. sees Matt Shea there. Uh-huh. I mean, it's not like it was hidden. He wasn't sprung up out of nowhere there. Mm-hmm. She knew he was going to be there. She shows up there. She sees him on stage where he's putting his arm like on her and praying over her and stuff like that. And she's like, yeah, I'm good with this. So now everyone is pissed off about this so hours after that event mm-hmm. and people are already like what the hell are you doing next to this guy so it's he's widely acknowledged even in this group so like, acknowledged this away. is not okay. a good guy sean okay. Foyt, not a good guy either but i sure. kind of get that he's doing his politics thing matt shea is not a good dude wow so the mayor soon claimed um i am deeply disturbed this is her statement hours after the event i am deeply disturbed that matt shea chose to politicize a gathering of thousands of citizens who joined together yesterday to pray for fire victims and first responders because there was a wildfire there that was her response after people are like wait you were at a what with who now and she's mad that people Matt politicized. Matt Shea politicized it. Matt well, Shea wait, did she's not. Mad poli- that he politicized he it politicized by showing up. By showing up, which is weird because his but name was on the posters. And she saw <laughs> him and like physically engaged with him. Yeah, like she didn't and condemn then, him on stage. And she then walked away and was like, "Oh, I forgot. We don't like him anymore." Pretty I guess. Much. I mean, maybe she's like me and she gets white guy face blindness. Maybe <laughs> she has a disability and we should she, let her off the hook. She knew exactly who he was. So then hours later, you know, I'm an advocate for people with disabilities. So I just really want to make sure we're covering our bases. Hours later, she puts out a second statement oh, because that one didn't do turns it. out blaming Matt Shea for the thing you showed up for doesn't make sense. Now she says, I did not seek nor do I accept any support from Matt Shea. I am opposed to his political views as they are a threat to our democracy. And I regret my public appearance with him. Then she says... I was not aware he would be at the event last night, and it only became apparent as I was walking on stage that he would be leading the prayer. Mm. Like, it doesn't even... I don't think that's true. But even if that was true, you're on stage now with a domestic terrorist. You know who this guy is. You could say... You could use your This was your choice to You chose to shut the hell up Mm -hmm. about it and just say, well, I'm doing this for Jesus or whatever she did. Because honestly, like... It, you, she's mayor. She's the she's mayor, mayor so of I a would, giant city. But I will say, I w- I would not be surprised if she did not know that Matt Shea was going to be there, just because it's not like she's like reading the flyers of the places uh-huh. she's going. She like, just showed up to a thing that she thought was a wildfire was t- yeah. EMT. Let's support um, them event. Well, you know who so says you're def- wrong about that? Oh god! You know who says you're wrong about that? Shit, Dude. Matt Shea, because he said on Twitter. This is an annual event planned months ago to worship Jesus. It wasn't for fire victims. She was invited and she accepted before the fires started. However, we, of course, wanted to pray last night for all those who have lost everything and be there for them and also pray for our leaders. Basically, and then he adds, she is the one that politicized what everyone knows was a worship event. Oh, to get flamed by Matt Shea. Jesus Christ. Who's calling, throwing her under the bus. Let them fight. The Christian terrorist has a point. Um, and she's lying, which wouldn't, I mean, we that could be a problem. We the Spokane Valley and just work it out there. Yeah, right. She's currently running for re-election, by the way. You gotta. So the former president of the Spokane City Council, who lost the 2019 race against Nadine Woodward, 
He pounced on her, and he's not even running for anything. He said, it's so disgusting. If a Christian white nationalist asks you to stand up on stage and be prayed for, you say no, No, and you leave the room the moment you figure out that person is there. You don't go to white Christian nationalist events put on by Christian nationalists and not expect the Christian nationalists to be there. He called on her to resign. Wow. Her current opponent for re-election... Uh, did not call on her to resign, which I don't get it. What are you people doing in politics? But she did say Woodward should be disavowing Matt Shea, an anti-woman, anti-LGBTQ extremist associated with political violence, which is the softest uh, condemnation you could have. But seriously, Mayor, what are you doing? That's wild shit, eh? Oh, my God. I'm curious how that's going um, to resolve it itself. The campaign ads write themselves. Here's a picture of her with the terrorist voters. What do you want to do in a giant city where there are a lot of you who yeah, are but, Democrats? Oh, boy. This is wild shit. Mm-hmm. All right. The world got really strange on us. I know. Let's like, keep truly, going. Like, wait, 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 wait. Let's just take a step back. We are talking about a mayoral candidate. Who freely associated with a white nationalist t- domestic terrorist. And she's like, what? I don't, what? Who, Why me? are you all mad at me? I, where, how did, what is? Listen, if you haven't run for office before, these are the people Dang. who run and make it and win. I need to, I feel like I need to start laying this groundwork a little bit more. If you are listening to this podcast right now. Get on it. And you have any inclination to run for office. Believe you me, Hemant and I. Dead in the water. Could not do it. <laughs> There's too much shit on us. And frankly, I would be bad at it. It would be so easy to just declare a war on woke and then I'll find the votes. <sighs> I do. Say, I really think that like, if my husband can't find a job in the next like six months, I might finally pull the ripcord and say I'm a born again Jesus person uh-huh. and write a book and become a... You know, 10,000 there. Yes, there you go. I mean, if, if things get really grim around here, that's fine. Did you know I just had to pick up my prescription with my new bullshit insurance? $65 for a month's worth of my ADHD medicine, and as opposed to the $5 I was paying before. Uh-huh. Fuck this fucking country. Speaking of which, let's go to Massachusetts. I'm going to tell you about Michael and Kitty Burke. Michael and Kitty Burke. It's Catherine. She goes by Kitty. The whitest couple. They you are You said they're from white. Massachusetts? They are from Massachusetts. Oh, boy. And here's the thing. I would tell you about their bio because they really want everyone to know how amazing they are. Are they amazing? Uh, no. Oh. Um, but basically, here's the reason we're talking about them. They wanted to take in a foster child. They applied for roles, mm-hmm. uh, those roles, and good for them for wanting to take in a foster child. Yep. They applied with the Massachusetts Department of, child, of Children and Families. That's the name of their uh, DCF thing. Uh-huh. And it's a long process because sure. state officials have to, like, you have to interview them. You have to well, train them if they make it past that stage. Mm-hmm. You have to really assess their home life and make sure children will be safe in their custody, sure. obviously. It's, it's not something you do quickly. And basically, with this couple, everything seemed to be going just fine, uh-huh. they said, um, but then they were ultimately rejected as foster parents. Why? Because according to a lawsuit they just filed against the state, okay. uh, the state made it clear um, that the state's representative who was assessing them said they would not be affirming to a child who identified as LGBTQIA. 
ants. The reason they were saying that is during the interview process, I'm paraphrasing here, they asked this couple, like, okay, so, like, what would you do if a child that was placed in your care uh, was gay, was trans, came out that way? And they basically said, well, we're Catholic. Um, Therefore, the Catholic Church denies trans identities. Mm -hmm. They oppose same-sex marriage. They tried to spin this in a good way. Like, of course, we still love them and we would attend well, we their would, wedding, we assuming would they would love be virgins the sinner forever. And hate the sin, which is a really nice environment for anybody to grow up in. Yeah, they were like, well, if, it, if the person is trans, of course, we're not going to support no. a transition care but we'll or anything like that. Quote, unquote, love them. <laughs> right, right, right. And so basically, the state has an obligation to the children. And yeah. it's like, well, no, part of the non discrimination laws mm. in Massachusetts say, no, if you're going to take care of any kids, you have to say you're supportive of these kids. I mean, there are plenty of fundamentalist Christians who support uh, punishment, sure. hitting, uh, corporal beating, punishment. corporal punishment. And if they did an interview and they said, well, if your child was acting out, mm-hmm. hey, guess what? They're foster children. That happens. Sure. If they're acting out, they're how, children. Are you gonna dis- <laughs> how are their children? How are you going to discipline them? And the couple said, well, we're Christians. So Slap them across the face. <laughs> here's the rod we're going to use. They would also be rejected. Now, here's the question, because this is what it all boils down to. Oh, boy. In that hypothetical I just made up with oh. the punishment, the corporal punishment, if they said, yeah, this is our beaten rod, we do this because we're Christian, okay. and the state was like, no, you cannot handle children. You, we cannot say you're approved for yeah. taking in children. Would they have done that because... The family said they were going to beat the kids or because they're Christian. Oh, I think it's specifically because they're Christian. Right. I mean, I think the uh, the physical abuse has nothing to do with nothing. it, frankly. So the Catholic Anti-Christian couple, Christian Michael, hate. Michael and Kitty say they are being discriminated against because of their Catholic faith. That's what this is all about. And the Michael states, and Kitty, guys, oh, it's so bad. The state hey. said in their writing, their faith is not supportive and neither are they. And I, okay, fine, their faith is not supportive. But to be clear, there are plenty of Catholics, just to give you some numbers here, more than a third of U.S. Catholics, regardless of what the church tells them, Mm. they accept trans identities. More than two-thirds of U.S. Catholics support marriage equality, even though that's forbidden by the church. There's no reason, in other words, that being a Catholic would put anybody out of the running to take in a foster child. Mm -hmm. These people are like, the state said no to us because we're Catholic. It's like, no, it's because you're bigots and you are proud of that. And they kids would not be safe in your home yeah. if they happen to be LGBTQ. We don't care that you are Catholic, but you just happen to say. I don't care say, why you hate queer people. Right. I just care that you hate queer people. And that's what this comes down to. That's why I don't really get this case. The conservative legal group Beckett, which is doing this lawsuit, uh, they insisted that the DCF's actions, quote, are discriminatory and unconstitutional. And th- if you go to their website where they document, and here's pictures of Michael and Kitty. Mike is an Iraq War veteran. Kitty is a former paraprofessional for special needs children. And together they run a small business. And I'm reading all this and I'm like, so? no one cares. So That is irrelevant to what is going on here. I'm sure they're fine in other ways of their life. But Mm -hmm. when it comes to whether they would be good foster parents and actually take care of kids, uh, the answer is no. They're bigots. Both of those things can be true, and no one cares about the good stuff. No one was arguing about that. DCF wasn't challenging any of that. Right. They're saying we can't put kids in your home because they would not be necessarily safe in your home. Right. And this is neither here nor there. I don't think DCFS can, like, 
make a judgment call on this, but for me personally, when I hear something like that, like, okay, yeah, you're you're never gonna accept your kid being trans. What well, what happens when they come home with like their fucking ear pierced or a mohawk <laughs> or something like that? Like, genuinely, if you are like already gonna say mm, they're not gonna be gay, I'm gonna ensure it. I don't think you're gonna be the kind of person that fosters a person into being the adult they want to be, and instead are gonna try to hammer them into a good Catholic adult. Yeah. Who can go on to not adopt any other queer kids because fuck them, right? Beckett's lawyers, the conservative group's lawyers, argued that the Supreme Court's on our side because in 2021, there was a case called Fulton in which the city of Philadelphia was forced to honor a contract with Catholic social services, even though Catholic social services refused to work with same-sex couples. The city basically said well, then we can't give you any money to facilitate adoptions and uh, foster kids. And the Catholic group sued. And the Supreme Court, the Supreme Court said, you got to work with them still. You can't discriminate that way. But to be clear, everyone accepted the Catholic group was bigoted. And the state couldn't force them to not work with same-sex couples or anything, or to work with them. But the city, when it was working with foster parents and things like that, the city was allowed to maintain its own standards, which are much higher than the Catholic ones. Right. So, like, I don't know why that case law would apply here. Like, in Massachusetts, families can... It it shouldn't. Families can be excluded from taking in foster children if they don't meet the state's qualifications. This couple did not. I don't know what there is to argue about then. Like, the bulk of the lawsuit, if you read it, is spent praising the couple, talking about their qualifications, which no one is arguing about. Like, maybe they're capable. That might be true. But they're also bigots, and you can't have both. The state has an obligation to the children and the anti-discrimination laws in the state. The Burks do not. Like, that doesn't make any sense. And imagine, really quick, sorry. Imagine (sighs) if the state placed a trans child in their home and because the Burks deny trans identities, because of their Catholicism the child later committed Mm self-harm. There would be outrage against the state Mm -hmm. for knowingly placing a child in a home that wasn't accepting, that was never going to accept them. And of course, that would be an awful thing to happen. And in this case, the state was proactive about it and said, we can't have that situation happen, so you're off our list. That doesn't seem like a bad move. Yeah, I mean, I I, I guess just replace, you know, being queer with... Literally anything else, right? Be, uh, say they have this kid for five years, and then at 12, they're in a car accident and uh, have to use a wheelchair for the rest of their life or suffer brain damage. Like, would you? that's who your kid is now. Are you allowed to decide that, like, you're not going to support that person anymore? To me, it's all of a piece. Like, when you have a, have a kid or adopt a kid or whatever you are signing up to take that kid's journey with them. It is not your journey, right? It is about them figuring out who they are. And if who they are doesn't conform with the gender they were assigned at birth, or if they're, God forbid, autistic or something like that, they have to deal with, like, you don't 
If there are any special needs kids, you take care of them. You don't your parents, get to dictate you what them. you accept from your kid or yeah. not, right? Unless of, they're hurting somebody. There were a lot of Republicans, not just in the debate, but like uh, a lot of states, a lot of conservative Republicans basically making the argument when it comes to banning books and whatever teachers are doing in classrooms. Mm-hmm. Their argument is these are our kids. We want to save them and protect them. And it's right. like, they're not... I know biologically they are yours, but they're... They're they, whole human beings. They are human rights. beings in their own right. And what the hell are you pretending to control them? What's that all about? It's um, so frustrating. There is a Washington Post opinion columnist, Kathleen Parker, a conservative who's been there for a long time. She published an essay this week basically flipping out over what Massachusetts did and spending a bulk, bulk of her column talking about how amazing the Burks are. Mm. And this is what she said. For the record... I'm not a Catholic, though I do come from a long line of Irish Catholics, yada, yada, yada. But persecution found Catholics even in a country that had codified religious freedom. Today, Catholics seem to be the only group that can be diminished, ridiculed, and penalized for their faith without public outrage. Truly, that they don't see the irony of this is so embarrassing. You know who's... It's embarrassing! You know who's persecuted in America these days? Catholics. Yeah, so many poor Catholics. Maybe one day there'll be a Catholic in Congress. Or maybe even a Catholic president. Could you imagine a Catholic president? That's Cannot believe it. Maybe two? Maybe a current one? Who knows? They've been discriminated against, so they're never going to rise up. Um, By the way, I had to look back because I'm like, Kathleen Parker sounds familiar. Why do I hate her? Oh, yes, because like a week after 9-11, she wrote an article that said... There are no atheists in foxholes, as oh, we've all we've always known. There were none in the World Trade Center on September 11th. We can guess. We and can. Th- she we, said we can guess. Yes, you're lying. And to now me. there are none anywhere to be found. America today is about God and country, but then it always has been. We just lost track. These people are so embarrassing. Like I know I use that. She's I had a job for it. over two decades writing this shit. It's so embarrassing, though. Like, can you imagine your legacy is diminishing the existence of non-Christians in 9-11? Can you imagine a worse thing to say than, we assume there were no atheists in who died on 9-11, and I feel comfortable writing that, and everybody's going to read it and be like, yeah, 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 she's right. There were no atheists. Good job, everybody. We're really that nailing ar- this. That article began, one can't help notice the silence of atheists these days. It's As so... an atheist in 2001, I'm just saying, buddy, we were talking. We were very upset. Yeah. There like, was a reason. I am just... Oh, like, hey, do they know that atheists are also anti-terrorism and like we don't sell i think that's the thing right they always like what uh, the whole like every every accusation is a confession of like it's because you you guys want us to like you want us to suffer right like i I just oh my god these fucking people i got one more for you that should piss you off even more you're Mm. welcome um, and then, if you're good, I will skip my Ken Ham story. Ooh, All right, so okay, that's I'm your pay reward. Really strict attention. Right. Okay. So, backstory here: April of 2022, Democrats in Colorado passed a law establishing free preschool across the state, that's beginning nice. right now, like 2023. So, what it means is children can now access half-day programs, 15 hours a week, no cost to their parents. 
The government's office said it would save families an average of $4,300 a year. Mm -hmm. Obviously, that gives kids a head start on their education. Mm -hmm. Awesome opportunity. Who the hell would be against free preschool for kids? Wait. Nope, nope, different story. (laughs) Now, here's the deal. If you want to receive funding from the state to run the preschools, Mm -hmm. uh, you have to follow some basic rules. Don't discriminate against kids. That's an easy one. You have to accept kids. Regardless of where they're coming from, non-discrimination laws, all that stuff. So the Denver Catholic Archdiocese is now suing the state. Why? Because they're like, well, we want the money to run a preschool, but you tell us we have to accept all children. And their argument here is that Catholicism, do you see a theme today, Mm -hmm. requires us to reject kids who have gay parents. And staffers who are in same-sex relationships. It's not our fault. The Bible literally says, thou shalt not take in any kids who have same-sex marriage. That is a Jesus original. It's what, seventh, eighth? It's up there. It's, it's one in the of top the com- ten. It, it cracks the top ten. one of those commandments. Yeah. It's fucking assholes. The church Just says, using any excuse we can't they can recognize know. the existence of trans people or use their pronouns, which really, preschoolers are all about use my pronoun. Uh, they all know what pronouns are. They also want to ban students from wearing the opposite sex's uniform or using the wrong bathrooms, which, I, again, they're preschool. The they shit. don't use bathrooms, by the way. Some of them. <laughs> some of them. Truly, the shit they focus on is... I, I don't think I will ever get over this kind of thing. After we're bouncing back How from, like, anyone blatant discrimination against people, like... Christian nationalists, like, fucking shit up all over the place. And the Catholics are like, but I swear to fucking God, if I see a girl in pants, I'm going to lose my (laughs) goddamn mind. This far, no further. Yeah. The lawsuit says enrolling children with gay parents into an archdiocese's uh, school is likely to lead to intractable conflicts. Why? Because... We're bigots and we hate you. (laughs) A Catholic school cannot treat a same-sex couple as a family equivalent to the natural family without compromising its mission and Catholic identity. A natural family, just like Jesus had, and just like you do every Sunday. And Tate has. Tate has a natural family. Mm -hmm. Anyway, there's a simple solution to all this. The Catholic Church doesn't have to take the money from the state. You can run a preschool. Discriminate against whomever you want, Catholic Church. Go fucking ham. They don't have to take the state's money to run their preschool. And they know that. So guess what their lawsuit also says? And this is the part that just had me cackling out loud. I've never seen you this excited. Oh, my God. Okay, what did he say? Because their lawsuit says... Uh, by creating a program that provides universal, in quote, quote, yep, yeah, yep, yep, that provides quotes. universal funding for preschool programs, Colorado has cornered the market for preschool services. Any providers who do not participate in the program will be severely disadvantaged since they will be forced to charge significantly higher prices than the participating programs. Yeah, but Catholic schools, though. Uh-huh. Basically, Expl- they're... Wait, 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 yeah. wait. Literally, they're just describing what How a Catholic, Catholic school is. Are. Right. And so they're saying this is untenable, even untenable. though they clearly have enough clout to yep. do this. That is correct. These they fucking said, idiots. Beckett, the same oh, conservative legal group. it's not completely group. and only about me, then uh, it doesn't matter because I'm the only thing that matters in the entire... Like, fuck children. This like, is... These fucking people... 
people had the worst blinders, the worst tunnel vision I have ever heard of. Yeah, the conservative legal group Beckett, same people defending Kitty Ooh, in the last story. Good group. Here's their press release. Mm. I, I'm quoting this exactly. This ban forces parents to choose between paying out of pocket for the cost of faith-based preschool Not a ban, though. or receiving a free preschool education at any other private school in Colorado. But there might it be also hurts kids, though. it also hurts the ability of schools like St. Mary's and St. Bernadette's to compete with other preschools that can offer free preschool education. Wait, are you a free market capitalist or are uh-huh. you not a free market capitalist? Right. In the if marketplace you're... of ideas, mm-hmm. Catholics lose mm-hmm. and they admit that mm-hmm. and they're like, that's unfair. Help us. This is like what my dad admitted to me that how much uh, golf is uh, subsidized by the government. Because <laughs> he's like, because if you had to just pay out of pocket what it was worth, you couldn't afford it. And I was like, yeah, sounds like you can't afford it then. <laughs> They're probably yeah. about to another golf course up in Wisconsin. I'm so fucking mad about it. I hate so golf like, courses. The archdiocese isn't suing to end the free pre-K program. Mm-hmm. They just want it to go on, but they also want access to the money yeah. and they want to discriminate against kids mm-hmm. uh, and their families. Um, I should say, if this sounds at all familiar, a similar predicament happened in Maine where they provide government-funded public education across the state, it's but the- because... Uh, because the Supreme Court case? Yes. Okay. Because there are some parts of Maine that are so rural, there are no public schools nearby. Maine said we will fund private school education mm-hmm. or provide tuition money for that if that's your only option. Mm-hmm. The lawsuit that went to the Supreme Court said, well, what if we're a private religious school? And the Supreme Court said, yep, sure, you got to no give notes. money to religious schools as well. But then Maine lawmakers went back to the drawing board and said, all right, we know where the Supreme Court's going to go on this. So fine, any private school can participate in the program and get tuition money. Mm -hmm. They just can't discriminate. And then the Catholic schools that sued, the private Christian schools that sued to the Supreme Court and won Mm -hmm. were like, oh, but we really want to discriminate. I guess we just won't take your money then. And they dropped out of the program. Yeah, that's great. So there is a way forward in Colorado, Yeah. uh, whatever their rules are. But uh, this should be an easy case. No one is forcing the Catholic Church to do anything that would violate its beliefs. Mm. The Archdiocese is just mad that everyone else seems to be doing just fine without them. Yeah, I mean... Wild. It it truly, they believe that because they've always had power, they deserve to keep that power, even if they now have to depend on the government. Like, it's so... They're so far up their own ass that they make all of these, like, exceptions for themselves. But then if anybody else is like, hey, could we do an exception? They're like, how could you? Our founding fathers would never allow this. Like, who is the main character of this story, my dude? I laughed out loud during the Republican debate when Vivek is going on and on about the founding fathers and the Constitution. It's like, buddy, neither group. The founders and the Constitution did not want you voting at any point, which is good because he doesn't vote. He's voted, I think 2020 was his first You're election. Lying. Nope. Is that true? That's true. Well, wait, like legally, he, first no, time he's he voted, an American citizen, right? He, he is a citizen. He, he said the first time he voted, minus a throwaway vote for like a libertarian in 04, was for Trump in 2020 or something like that. That was the first time he and voted. And he bragged? Yep. About that at a, deba- at a presidential debate? No, he didn't brag about that, but that is true about him. Really? I'm telling you, he's uh, he'll say anything he thinks the base wants to hear. He's horrible. I don't know why we're talking about him, but he's horrible. You love talking about him. You're just God. so happy you got a brown guy to talk about Dude, and cheer for and really so represent much. you. Watching Nikki Haley yell at him during the debate, which she debate. did a really good job of yelling at him, uh-huh. even though her ideas are stupid too. But it's like, oh my God, this is every Indian mother just <laughs> yelling at their child. 
This is glorious. I know that look on her face. I know what his look is right now. Oh my it is God. so funny. And of course, he's like number three. I don't know, Vivek. It's oh, such a crap group. Did of I tell you about options. that? Um, the Indian couple I met in Mexico last year, and they were so fun. I was like, oh yeah, yeah like. Everybody I grew up with was Indian. I was like asking them things, and they're like, "Wait, how do you know those things?" I was like, "Those are secrets. Yeah, exactly. Those are trade exactly. secrets. You're not supposed to know." Uh, is right. that it? Are let's, we done? No, no. Let's end with a quiz. We have a quiz about all this. I do love to. I know you're gonna love this one. Oh God. Uh, so I saw this at the National Catholic Register. Catholic okay. publication. Real Catholic heavy week, I know. eh? Here's the is it title. Of, is it because it's so hot we're literally in hell right now? It could be. Here's the headline on their article, and I laughed out loud. And now you know why I had to click on this. Wait, oh. wait for it. Can you recognize superstition when you see it? <laughs> take, take this 10-point quiz to find out. Ooh, okay. Yes, I would and like, like to take this wait, quiz, wait, wait. Did the Catholic website just tell me, can you recognize superstition? I'm like, buddy. I love this. Buddy, can you recognize superstition? Okay. All right, 10 questions. It's written by this woman, Patty Armstrong. She wrote the quiz. She wants to help identify, uh, she wants to help Catholics Mm -hmm. identify common spiritual traps. Traps, as opposed to truths. Yes. All true or false questions should be easy. Okay. Number one. Number one. Reading horoscopes just for fun is not a problem if you don't believe in them. Reading horoscopes for fun is not a... Um, if you don't believe I in them. I think that that is a trap. So <laughs> I think... True or false? false? It's false. It's false. I couldn't remember. Listen, when you have like a compound sentence like this and then say true or false, it's oh, very confusing. Save that because you're going to want that explanation okay. for a lot of this okay. because a lot of her questions are not straight up true false. And it's like, what answer do you want here? <laughs> okay. Here's her entire answer. Yep. Uh, she links to a website called Catholic Answers, but she says, Well, there you go. Catholic Answers explains that horoscopes go against the first commandment. Thou shalt you, uh, not... No other oh, gods before me. Okay. If you read them just for fun, that's a first find one? a new hobby, she says. All right, that's... So I mean, that, I was right. Is that false? She implies yeah. it's false. It's false because... But doesn't come out and say it. Well, no, this is poorly written, but I it understand is. what she's saying. But okay, the correct answer was true. Like, it's Wait. stupid. I mean, in my head. In my oh. head, the correct answer is, yeah, I mean, if you want to read them, but you yeah. don't believe in them and you think it's cute and fun, yeah. all right, I mean, I'll make fun of you, but like, whatever, it's true. It's not harmful. <laughs> it's useless, but it's not harmful. It's like in Community when Shirley's like, ooh, my horoscope pre- predicted doom for me today. And she's like, I'm Christian. So anything the horoscope says, the opposite is true. Like, <laughs> it's just outstanding stuff. Okay, number... Number two. Number two... There's nothing wrong with wearing my lucky shirt for a big challenge. There is something wrong. False. There is something wrong because you're putting... So now I know I'm going to get them right, so I'm just going to guess her reason. Because you're putting faith in something else besides God. Or is it another, like, idolatry thing? Which I don't know. Here's what she wrote in her answer. Some say the lucky shirt is just a security blanket, nothing superstitious. Wearing something to feel or look good to build confidence? Not a problem. But... If you wear something believing it gives you good luck, that attributes power to an object and thus superstitious. Bing bong. So I think you're right. I am right. Again, she did not say Don't take this away it's from me. false. Okay. I'm absolutely right. Okay. Uh, 
Number three. Yep. Blessed metals, blessed metals, M-E-D as in dog, metals, can be used for spiritual protection. Like uh, miraculous someone, metals that people, there's like oval things that sure, Catholics wear around their neck? I guess. Yeah, it's protection, right? Spiritual protection. I feel like it's going to be no, but I don't know why, though. Uh, I mean, okay, so my I'm saying answer, true. I'm saying my true. answer was clearly superstitious because blessed yeah. metals are like lucky shirts. But it's, they, but it's all in your head. But that's not superstition to them. It's blessed okay. or blessed. And that is the answer she gives. Here's her explanation. It's, uh, can they be used for spiritual protection? True. She says, once blessed, metals are sacramentals that really do offer protection. I'm very good at this. And at this point, I have to wonder, what is, how do we decipher superstition from not superstition? Haven't you got to meet people where they oh are. <laughs> okay. She so thinks blessed that a metal. shirt is not that's, magic, that's but not your magic. metal is magic. But the metal is magical. Who knew? I don't know what our the score Pope. is at this point. Um, I am winning. Okay. I am three for three. Throwing pennies into a wishing pond and making a wish is okay just for fun. It's not okay just for fun. Falso. Correct. Superstitious. Pennies don't grant wishes, but God hears our prayers, mm-hmm. she writes. If, she, if you put, <laughs> she writes, if you make a wish and throw a penny in a pond, where do you think your wish is going? Checkmate. What? So, yes, throwing pennies into a wishing pond is superstitious, and how dare you? Okay. All right, number five. Curses are real and can harm you. Curses are real and can harm you. Okay, I don't think Catholics use the word curse, so I'm going to say it is false because I think, yeah, I, I think they would not call it a curse. I think that's too uh, uh, witchy. I also assumed it was false yeah. because curses are, I mean, obviously curses are not real. They can't harm you. It's all psychological. <laughs> but but these are Catholics. But these are Catholics. So I was guessing, okay, but they'll say it's true. But she gives a wishy-washy answer. Here's her answer. Whether you should be afraid if someone puts a curse on you depends on you. Exorcists frequently see people suffering from curses. And then she says, she spoke to an exorcist oh. about this, and they said, we, not, we need not fear evil. So there's your answer. I don't, I don't know what that means. Is that true or false? That is neither. Wait. It's a, curses are real, curses but are they real. don't have to harm you. And what was the question? Curses, can a curses curse, are real and can harm you. True or false. True, that's it. And she said true? She didn't, she didn't say. say. She said, if you believe in it's them. It's the then. worst quiz. I swear to God. Okay. Well, I'm still winning. <laughs> All right. Number six. Yep. Number six. Uh, burying a St. Joseph statue is an acceptable Catholic practice. Uh, yeah. Isn't that the thing where you bury St. Joseph's statue and you find something you've been looking for or something like that? I've heard it that you bury it in your front yard when you're trying to sell a house. Oh. And that way your house gets sold. So happy birthday, Mikey. It's Mikey's happy birthday, birthday today. Happy birthday, Mikey. And then... I thought it was just a silly superstition, but a lot of Catholics do it, because why would you have that Saint statue Joseph's, otherwise? What's St. Joseph's the patron saint of? I don't know. Selling bullshit? Gah. So anyway, her answer is false. You can't do it. It's not acceptable. Oh, really? She actually says, don't bury a statue of St. Joseph. Statues represent a person and are meant to be venerated above ground, not buried in the ground. Whatever you do, <laughs> never bury a statue of St. Joseph upside down. He should be buried upside down in the front yard facing the house, well, and that will help you sell your house. We're getting very contradictory answers here from we all sure the internet. Are the ca- oh, no. The Catholic spirit says, can St. Joseph sell a house? Skip burying statue, priests say. 
There's also right. a WikiHow article, How to Bury St. Joseph in 11 Steps. There you go. Dig a hole, but throw it number in, one, we're done. Buy a statue of St. Joseph. Great. Number two, wrap the statue in protective cloth. Three, bury, gently bury that statue. Look at how gently that is. Uh-huh. Bury the statue. Consider burying the statue in a flower pot. Consider I'm going to move on to question seven. You have to say a prayer. Praying the same short prayer over and over like a mantra is more superstitious than prayerful. So can you pray the same short prayer Wait, over and over? It, um, is more superstitious than... Prayerful. Than prayerful. True or false? Um, it's okay to say the same short prayer over and over. I think she's going to say false. Because I think that's going to get into like... Um, uh, what's the uh, like yoga type, like mindfulness, okay. and, and you know what I mean? Fair, of, fair answer. What's the word when you have like a your thing that you say to yourself that's like the rosary beads? The... No, it's like a, a mantra, I sure. guess, is what it is. Like, this yes. too shall pass, and you just this too uh-huh. shall pass, this too shall pass, that kind so of thing. So, obviously, that is superstitious if you say things over and over and over. And if but you're so repeating, a, if you re- think about this, if you repeat a prayer over and over. What, does God hear you out the 57th time? If repetition mattered, what does it say about the Christian God that the first prayer didn't work? And why can't God hear the first one? Why do you even need to say the prayer? Can't God read your mind? What's her answer? Her answer is repeating a short prayer over and over connects you with God. So it's okay. So it's not superstitious. But then she adds mantras not connecting with God but believing it has some power, that's a cult. A cult? O-C-C-U-L-T. O-cult. Oh, occult. Yes. So, <laughs> oh, that's what I said. Didn't I say that? I had witchy in my head, but I, said, I said more uh, so like if it's a, spirituality. So if it's a true prayer, repeating it ad nauseum is fine. If it's anything else, it's of the devil. I mean, it also could be a sign of mm-hmm. OCD, but I don't think she's necessarily worried Number about eight. that right now. Number eight. Yep, Knocking yep, yep, on eight. wood. To ward off bad luck oh. after tempting fate is a harmless habit. False. Absolutely not. You say she is going to say She's going to say false definitively. That is correct. She says, say a prayer instead. Fine. Yeah. I will give you that one. My Number nine. is knocking on the table. What the Number fuck do nine. I know? Holy yep. water yep. is only a symbol, not something with power attached to it. Okay. If you treat it as having power, you are superstitious. False. So you're saying Catholics believe holy water is, is not a symbol. It is... Literal, just like transubstantiation, people are supposed to believe that it's literally becoming the body of Christ. Correct. She says, holy water blessed by a priest is blessed by God in virtue of Christ's baptism. I assume that means what you just said. Mm -hmm. That is not superstitious. Holy water, not superstitious. Right. Uh, Let's go to the last question. Wait for it. Oh, I won't. Chalking using chalk, Mm. chalking a door with an epiphany blessing is like placing a horseshoe over your door. Both are simply symbols of protection. I've never heard of chalking your door. I had not either. Did you look it up? I did. Are you going to tell me what it is? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, she's going to say it's superstitious. She says horseshoes are definitely superstitious. I have one. But chalking your door means, I'm reading from her directly, chalking your door means inscribing 23 plus C plus M plus B as in boy plus 23 in chalk over a doorway. Let me repeat that for you. 23 plus C plus M plus B plus 23. Imagine that combination above your doorway written in chalk. And she says, it looks superstitious, but it's not. The letters represent the initials of the uh, the Magi. 
Magi? Magi. Magi. Okay. Caspar, mm. Melchior, and Balthazar, who came to visit Jesus. It's also an abbreviation of some Latin phrase, and the pluses represent the cross, and the numbers at the beginning and end mark the year. So, 2007? Uh, when that picture was taken that you're looking at? Sure. Oh, I see. Um, but oh, apparently, see, if I you see, put a random combination of numbers and letters in chalk on your door, that's not superstitious, you guys. That's like magical voodoo myth. That's interesting. That's okay. Tell me the name of their Melchior, Balthazar. And, and Caspar. And Caspar. Yes. Melchior is the main character in Spring Awakening. There you go. What were these three boys supposed to be doing? Like, what's their jam? Um, They were just... Chilling out with Mary, hanging out. Oh, with they're her. like Mary's buddies. Mary's boy toy friends. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I'm glad we honor so them. Wait, we... why do we honor them? What's so? Why? What? Why? 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 Because they were Less in th- of the vicinity of Jesus for three minutes before they went on their merry way. I don't it's know. It's so strange. So did we fail or pass the superstition quiz? I feel like we passed it. We passed. But the Catholics taking this have failed because I don't think they know what superstition means. No. It's anything that they believe in that's not provable, but except for Catholic. If it's their superstitions, it's true. Yeah. If it's anybody else's superstitions, it's superstition. In Deuteronomy 6, 9, nice. God tells the people of Israel, quote, these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children, shall talk of them when you sit in your house. You shall write them on the doorposts as of your house and on your gates. Listen, if I see that in chalk on someone's door at night, I am running the hell away from that Oh, Epiphany, Epiphany Day is on January 6th. Yeah, that's a good day to celebrate stuff. January 6th, only good things happen. You know what I found when I was uh, doing some marketing for a furniture company is that the 12 days of Christmas start on Christmas Day. They do not end <laughs> on Christmas Day. And I truly felt like my head was going. Like, I emailed yeah, my manager, like, do we need to redo our marketing campaign? Because we're doing a 12 days of Christmas thing, and we are getting it wrong. Yeah, listen, the seventh <laughs> day of Christmas is New Year's. We have moved on. Why haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, boy. I'll stop there. Anyway, it? I'm not even going to dwell on this. Ken Ham has chosen a successor for Answers in Genesis. Has he? Is he retired? Uh, not officially. Uh, mm-hmm. And the successor is not official. But is it's it another Australian hey. who is also a conspiracy theorist, but slightly right. more political. All right. Listen, I listen to hours of this guy's interviews, and man, they're annoying. Oh, boy. He's an election denier. Ooh. Which, by the way, if you're an Australian, you don't get to deny U.S. elections. That's for Republicans only, <laughs> okay, damn it. Mr. Patriot. I will defend the Republican only right. Only Americans. Only Americans get to have American conspiracy <laughs> theories. I feel like this is what everybody, every conservative's argument against John Oliver's existence. <laughs> like, you're British. You don't get an opinion. Huh. That, yep. is, that was a weird and wild episode. I don't like when we record during the day, because now yeah. I have to, like... You get to think about this now. Yeah, I have to like move on with the rest of my day. Go Where do we t- find you? Honestly, fucking nowhere anymore. <laughs> I don't know. Um, uh, yeah, I'm on Twitter at Jess Bloomkey, but I don't check it anymore. I, Facebook I'm on is Twitter because I have problems at Hemant Meta. Truly. Uh, if you're in Ontario, I'll be at Baha Khan, B A H A Khan, this weekend. Uh, come check it out and drive there. If you're near Detroit, Cross the border. Listen, you got nothing going on. Yeah, Come use that by. passport. Get them stamps. Um, yeah. uh, again, uh, somebody has already uh, reached 
out about the wait hold on I think audio I a lot of you have reached out about the audio issues and we appreciate it and i've not gotten back to all of you because of issues on my end mm-hmm. but uh we will see if we could fix the audio issues but thank you for all of you who apparently 90 percent of our listeners are all audio engineers and yeah. i love you yeah. for that um also at the beginning i gave fully the wrong date and i'm so sorry about that um the 21st, October 21st is our meetup. No, October 14th is the horse show I've been talking about. Oh so I my got my God. dates mixed up. I will, I'm sorry, everybody. I will. We're going to dub. Week. I'm going to go back. We're going to dub over yeah. that right now. And it's going to sound awkward. But when you get to this part of the podcast, you It'll will understand why that sense. sounded awkward. I'm sorry I fucked up. But on October 14th, horse show at the Hanson Center, we already have a couple donors. Um, and we really appreciate that. Reach out to me for more. Uh, details, um, and I'm, I'm still trying to figure out what the fuck Discord is, guys. I'm trying. <laughs> but if you are a $5 Patreon uh, subscriber at mm-hmm. patreon.com slash friendlyatheistpodcast, you will also get access to our Discord servers. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. You had to be a Patreon? Patron? I believe you do. I don't think you do. Maybe not. No. All right, we'll um, give it to you anyway. It's a freebie, so just Bonus episode, us. we're going to talk about, I did some nighttime wandering. Uh-huh. Went to a pizza farm. What? And um, my friend Anne spent the night. We watched some movies and like to talk about them. Slumber party. Got it. All right. I'm going to dub over the date at the beginning. We'll see you all next week. Bye. Bye.